telepilot was just like, boom, let's go. And just like started ripping over there. And he was, I guess he was already hovering above me while I was falling in the avalanche. No way. And so he, yeah, he told me, he was like, yeah, I saw you like bouncing off those rocks, like a pinball machine. <laughs> I was just like, whoa. <laughs> Remember hearing my back break and then uh, remember just getting to the bottom and being completely buried. Salty Crew Radio presents Salty Stories, the ship's log. Stories about the hard workers, the searchers, the risk-taking, mistake-making watermen who have nothing to prove. About the seafaring, the waxer, the grommets, young and old. About the tried and true, those who've paid their dues, and about those who choose to find refuge in the sea. The, um, well, you, you know what, like, they used to, I feel like they used to do it in, like, the old school movies and stuff, and it's just like, state your name into the camera, how old you are, and where you're from. Yeah. <laughs> Right, you're on. My name is Brock Crouch, 20 years old, from Carlsbad, California. Uh, surf, snowboard, and skate, and fish, and have as much fun as possible. Yeah, you are. Uh, um, I've become a big fan. So, so tell me about you know your story on getting to that point. Um, uh, describe that adventure of when you got hurt and then, you know, even leading up to it and it all just goes south. And then, you know, you're sitting in, in bed and a hospital and you can't move and fighting for your life. Really? Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Honestly, I've never really, I feel like told this like whole story, but I'm going to probably just let it all go. I'll try to round it up as fast as I possibly can. But when well, that's why we got all the time, that's why these things are sick. Yeah, these things are super sick. I'm stoked to do one. Um, yeah, so, I mean, my dad came from construction. They had uh, He used to work at Lusardi Construction, huge construction company in Southern California. They had a um, condo up in Mammoth. And so we went up there on a trip when I was, like, three. And then that day, actually, my snowboard instructor was like, hey, like, you guys should keep coming back. Like, and I was like three years old. Like, I don't even remember that at all. Like, no, not a clue in the world. Like, I, I feel like the f- first, like, five to ten years of my career, I just, like, have a hard time remembering because it's so long ago, I feel like. But, yeah, then at seven, I started competing in, like, kind of like a, an SSA, WSA type of thing. It's called the USASA, actually. And I started competing in that until I was about 12 or 11. And then when I was 13, started doing these other contests called like the Rev Tours. And then those qualify you into like Grand Prix. And then once you do good in Grand Prix, you kind of start getting into the bigger events like that, like that where you just travel around the world and then you kind of go, you know. And I remember the first year of me like really like qualifying and like, it being my year on the tour was like I was like 14 or 15 and that was the first year I so I got into the do tour got into x games and was in the U.S. Open that year I think I was like yeah 15 and then 
from like 15, 16, 17, 18, I was just like, I was like in it. Like I just like got kind of like got on tour, like was just like going to X Games, going to the US Open, flying to Europe for a contest, fly to China, get in China, do this big air, fly back to Canada. Like it was like crazy. Like it was so crazy. I remember and I remember I so I came home right after Calgary World Cup and then it was my mom's birthday. It was in the middle of February. I just always will remember this part of the story because this was like pretty crazy. I I went to my mom's birthday breakfast and I told my dad, I was like, dad, I'm way too sick. Like I can't go. And he was dragging me out of bed. And I went to this breakfast with my mom and dad. And I remember I passed out, threw up like all over the table at my mom's breakfast and I had pneumonia and the flu. Like, I was, like, like not good. Like, I, like, passed out and threw up. And, like, I guess that's one of the things that happens when you have pneumonia. And so I, like, just remember I, like, woke up. It was on my mom's birthday. And we, were, and we were in the ER, like, just, like, all day. I had to get, like, an IV. It was gnarly. No way. Which, what I'm thinking, it was good that you went to your mom's birthday because if you were home and you passed out and threw up, you might die. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I, yeah, it was gnarly. And then I just remember, like, I don't think my – I don't think I went uh, – yeah, I don't think I went in an ambulance. But I don't know. I remember my dad was like, yo. Like, right, I was, like, barking in my face. I was like, whoa, what's up? Like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Everybody was looking at me. I just felt so bad. I was like, oh. But then, yeah, so that happened. That was crazy. And then, so that's February. And then March, I went to the U.S. Open. After I got sick, partied there. And then I remember that year we got uh, Danny Davis. He uh, always has this event called Peace Park. And we that year we went up to Bald Face. Yep. And I remember I just like – I love bald face and you can, everybody that's been up to bald face knows how bald face goes and you can, you can party a lot, especially when you're up there for 13 days straight. And yeah. And so that, that's when it was, it like started kind of, I feel like really started getting real. I was up in Canada, was at bald face raging for like 13 days straight, having like, the most insane time you could ever have in your life. Like you're just up at this lodge riding powder every day, building whatever jumps we want. Oh, let's go get a Caesar. Like we'll go get a Marg, whatever. Like, and then all of a sudden you're just cruising. And I remember I was got in my truck, drove to Whistler. I got a call. I was like, Oh my gosh, I get to go on this heli trip. Like, I've never been on a heli trip. I'm ready. Like, I got my airbag. I got, like, hmm. I got everything you need, beacon, probe, shovel. Like, I've been going in the backcountry with Dave Downing since I was, like, eight years old. Like, eight years old. I thought I was all ready. Like, it was super gnarly. Got out in the backcountry, did two, three days in in the uh, – in the heli with like John Jackson, Sheen Campos was our like guide and he's spent a lot of time up in the heli. And then uh, Mark Tremblay and Cam Fitzpatrick was with us as well. And then a filmer. And uh, 
the filmer was actually Justin Hosnick, Absent Films. If you guys have ever watched any of their movies, super good. And that day was super good. I, I remember it was April 22nd. It was probably going to be our last day filming uh, for the whole season because I remember the snow was getting pretty pretty baked and pretty warm. And I walked out on a, on a cornice, which is like a pretty big overhang uh, over the, like a bunch of rocks and over a lot of exposure and where I clearly should never have took a step. But um, yeah, I, I walked out on a cornice and bro- it broke under me. Is pretty good size. I just remember hearing uh hearing on the radio like Brock's in an avalanche, Brock's in an avalanche. Uh everybody keep eyes on him. It was like uh it was probably about fifteen to eighteen hundred vertical feet is what they think in elevation. Like some of these photos are pretty crazy I have and um yeah, it was one of the craziest experiences of my entire life. I mean I I can just I wish that no one would ever have to go through that because it was insane. And, uh, yeah, I remember hearing my back break and then uh, I remember just getting to the bottom and being completely buried. And I remember just saying, like, you, uh, when, I love – When your back is – when you when you it, you're you free-falling, I imagine things are starting to slow down and your senses, you hear it on the radio. When, you, when you're like, I think my back just broke, did you hit something on the way down, or how are you able to process Yeah, Yeah, I'll text you some photos if you want to, like, put a link or something for people to click on. But, yeah, yeah I, I, uh, I hit, like, there was, like, all this gnarly – it was like a shoot. It went, like, a shoot to the left with, like, gnarly rocks. Like, it like, was, like, a rock way. And then there was cliffs right here. And so I like rolled through these rocks and then he, like the heli pilot, he was already like heling above. The whole story is like crazy. No way. So this, I, I'll send you the link to like a full blown interview on the avalanche. Cause like, it's pretty crazy. Like the, the pilot that was with us that day, like was just previously like two weeks ago, it was his first day back on the job. And two weeks previous, he just dealt with an avalanche of a skier woman's guide up there, and she passed away. No. So, dude, like, it's pretty crazy. Like, and then when he was like, sit, he was sitting over on the ridge right before I was about to drop in, and he asked our filmer, Justin Hosnick, he's like, yo, like, if I keep the propellers going just in case anything happens, like, is that all good? And he was like, yeah, that, that won't mess with the audio. And so they saw me go, like, Brock on Avalanche. Heli Pilot was just like, boom, let's go, and just, like, started ripping over there. And he was, I guess he was already hovering above me while I was falling in the Avalanche. No way. And so he, yeah, he told me, he was like, yeah, I saw you, like, bouncing off those rocks like a pinball machine. <laughs> I was just like, whoa. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, but it's pretty crazy. Yeah, so, yeah, it, just remember fully being buried and yeah I remember t- I was just like I love snowboarding I love my family and it'll be a gift from God if I make it out of this and then I remember I remember waking up and trying to stand up and I I looked around and I remember the first thing I thought I was like wow my back is so broken like I was 
I like screamed it, I guess. I don't know. John Jackson and those guys were all there with me and they were about to start CPR and stuff like that. And uh, I guess I just popped up and tried to move. And then they put me on the backboard and the stretcher and I got hellied out of there. Flew to Whistler Hospital. They diagnosed me with like four vertebrae in my back, bro- or three vertebrae in my back broken. Uh, all these teeth actually are all fake. I was going like, to say, you got a nice grill. It looks good, buddy. Yeah, thanks. These all are a lot of money right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, all these are fake. I had like a bunch of rocks and all my teeth were just completely gone. Like it was pretty bad. And then my left eye had like a crazy hypnotoma and then I lacerated my pancreas. So um, yeah. And then was the, where was the most pain? Like, so you're, you're on the stretcher. You're like, you're You're on in route to the hospital. Like, before oh like i was past that point like like dude an avalanche is so severe and so like violent and so dangerous and so violent like you don't even realize how gnarly like snow can just pull your body like the craziest places like i'll i'll bring the gear i have all the gear that i was in the avalanche with and my snowboard i'll bring it down to the salty crew office one day for all the boys to check when everybody's down in socal yeah pretty gnarly dude my board my snowboard my burton board that i i've broken one burton board my whole entire life and my board was broken like let's just say a snowboard goes like this the board was broken like that way like it was like folded like 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 if this was the middle yeah it was pretty crazy yeah and like my bindings went through the board like i just i've never seen a surfboard i've never seen a surfboard broken long ways like yeah i've never seen that not from a wave not from a wave i've never seen it yeah wow and that's yeah so yeah it's pretty crazy like I just remember being in the heli and like, like it was pretty gnarly. Like I just remember John Jackson was there with me and he was like clapping to like keep me alive. Cause like, that's how gnarly it was. Like, yeah. And then I remember like getting into the hospital and I was like, like so foggy vision. Cause this left eye was like, I'm not kidding you. Like CJ, it was like, folded like so gnarly oh yeah it's basically like Like, it was like yeah yeah, like it was super gnarly and like i had like 10 stitches in my chin like it was just like gnarly like (laughs) i don't know they thought that i lost an arm because like when i was in the avalanche my i had a backpack on that was like a pulley like for like a four avalanches and i just remember like my avalanche bag didn't go off so that was a situation, but I guess they were saying maybe that saved saved my back from uh, getting par- paralyzed because mm. I guess like because I had all the equipment, you know, I had the shovel and then I have like this thing called the probe that you like probe out people for if you get in an avalanche. Like if somebody else was in the avalanche, then I'd have to use my probe, you know, mm-hmm. and my probe was in my backpack 
and it bit, but they think that my back, because my probe was right in my back, uh-huh. it like saved it. And then my backpack got like completely ripped apart. My shoulder was twisted behind my back. So I thought when they unburied me, they just thought that my shoulder was just, was just See, You didn't have an arm. Like it ripped yeah. off. Yeah. Gnarly. God. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that, that, just talking about that for five minutes is like pretty crazy. And like, yeah, I just don't even know. I, I feel like that was one of the biggest wake up calls. Like that changed my life forever. And I feel like honestly that changed couple people's lives like just like in my family like I feel like me my mom and dad just live every single day like so much differently like it's I don't know I it's kind of crazy to see what's happened since then you know and see how the things I've changed and just with everything going on in my everyday life you know I'm trying to switch it up to be the best human I can possibly be because I definitely was in a pretty deep hole you know like just seeing my mom and dad roll into the hospital that night when they got there at like 1 a.m like I was up in Canada so like when they found out about this it was two in the afternoon Uh and they were like oh we got to get there as fast as we can you know and I just remember like seeing them walk into me at the ER like imagine my mom just seeing her kid like just like been in the ER all day by myself for like 12 hours I'm 18 just like so over it actually I wasn't really that over it because the pain meds were so gnarly I remember oh my god I would dude it was so gnarly I imagine that's maybe because those are time well two things first of all Brock like success in this world is perspective, right? So yeah, through, yes, it was crazy trauma, but you, you went through something that allows you a perspective that like people just can't, you can't get it. You can't buy that. You can't, you yeah. have to live life in a way where, um, you know, you, you, you die, you come really close to death. Yeah. And these perspectives that, that, really only you have and like you said maybe some people that saw that happen their perspective has changed as well and um yeah and then i think like did you like i would have broke down sometimes when i see a loved one or something traumatic happens um and i see my wife or my kids or whatever yeah i'll start to break down i'll be fine but then i'll start to cry oh dude yeah like i like i guess when you break your back it's one of the most emotional it's one of the most emotional injuries you can have. So like, dude, for three months, like I would cry every day, all day for no reason. It was so bad. I was like, like, dude, I would just cry. Like I'd just be like, fuck. It was gnarly. I remember like fully. It was gnarly. I've had similar experiences when um, I've had head injuries and you you're there's an emotional side of us that gets turned off so it gets turned off and there's there's just like no emotion like between your brain Mm -hmm. and your body yeah but when that gets turned on it then it's there it's hyper though it's like like your foot is numb and then all of a sudden you have feeling in it it's like hypersensitive where it's so sensitive you're like oh my gosh don't even blow on it yeah and it, i had a similar experience with um a head injury where i could feel my, oh my gosh bears coming in here 
I could feel my emotion starting to turn back on. And I, I had told a friend in the ambulance, I'm like, dude, give me, give me a shirt. And I just put it over my face. And cause you just start bawling. Like when that yeah. thing turned on, like craziness. Yeah. I just remember. Yeah. I, I remember I was crying a bunch. I, I remember that I was flying home from the hospital. I was in the hospital for like seven days. And I remember like somebody, The I remember I was taking off and I was listening to headphones with my mom. I was sitting in first class with my mom and dad. And I just was like bawling my eyes out on the runway. <laughs> just like just staring at the, I was just staring at the hospital that I was just in for like six days. And I was just bawling my eyes out. And I remember this, I heard the stewardess lady cause the songs were switching when it was like quiet. And I heard the student lady like ask my mom what happened. And I just looked at her and just took my glasses up and my eye was just gone. No teeth. Like just like my face was just jacked. And I just looked at her and just put my headphones back on. It was just like, you don't even know what I just went through. Like, oh my God. Faces of death, dude. Yeah. I, I was like, I just didn't even, I was just like so stoked to be alive. Like I didn't even, I was just like, I'm out of here. Like I remember like going through, I've never been so excited to go home and <laughs> get back to work. Like, I just like, when I walked out of the hospital, I looked at my dad and I was like, I'm not sitting down on my ass for the next <laughs> eight months. Yeah. And then that's that's where stories like the other side of the story I feel like it's even better almost because I just feel like after the accident, like I went home and I remember I couldn't drive or I couldn't I couldn't drive. I still had to be on the couch for two weeks. I had to like I just remember that's how much I I needed to do two weeks at home on the couch with a walker. And then I could go and I got an MRI and then I remember I got put in a back brace and a cane. And I was like, all right, if I got a cane now, that means I can limp into the gym. Let's go. And I just remember I just started grinding. Like I went every day. If I was bored, I'd just show up at my gym or a PT's, like one of my PT's places. Like I would just like go, like That's didn't even care. Yeah, because you were it you you weren't working out even to get I mean, you were working out so you could like live again. Like so you Dude, I was working out to walk. Yeah. Like <laughs> you know, yeah. I know I know what that feels like when you're like I'm yeah. not here to I'm not here I'm just I'm just here so I can live, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I remember I would ne I never thought that like these little things that we do in our everyday life would be so damn challenging. Like telling yourself like, okay, like let's do this time to stand up. Like, <laughs> yeah. You're just like, what am I doing right now? Like, this is so crazy. And honestly, I think just, with my parents being by my side literally every single day, like, and just dropping and doing whatever it took to just get me back and, like, help me out was just crazy. And, like, 
that's where I think when you were talking about how like the emotional like is like the emotional how it's so emotionally gnarly like that that was gnarly for me and my parents because like they were right there with me the whole time you know like from 1 a.m in the morning until the day I freaking left them to go snowboard the first day you know and, and that is what makes the I'm in the finals I'm in the same yeah. like fly up and just watch this because like you couldn't believe it and and you knew they could experience that moment with you where like yeah. no one knows but the, but my but my parents went through this hell with me and yeah I'm getting emotional talking about that that's that is there's so much there's so much there and 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 then not only just being your dad and just gosh that's just an experience that yeah I mean very 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 few people know you know yeah yeah and it's not about it's not about a success or failure and it's not even about even performance at that point it's just about i'm doing something i love to do and i get to experience this like could you believe i get to experience this (laughs) yeah so crazy i'm just like powerful dude so yeah i'm just so thankful too like how i came out of it like i don't i know like, I don't really care after, like, honestly, coming out of an, like, something like that is, like, obviously, I care. I care so much about what people think and what everybody, what everybody's image of me is, you know, but I also just feel like I want to wake up every morning and I just want to, like, I'm just so thankful that I get to wake up every morning and make coffee make breakfast and then go outside and do stuff like i don't think about like like i don't think of waking up and just like well let's go surf like let's go snowboard like that's what i do every day you know like now i'm like after that accident i wake up every day and i'm just like okay i woke up today like boom what are we doing now all right let's go all 110 percent of it we're going fully in you know like (laughs) yeah and um one thing I was thinking of was like when you're able to operate that way, like if I'm hanging around you or your boys are hanging around and they see how stoked you are just to like get up and make coffee. Like that's so good. Yeah. It's like, that's more, that's more life giving than anything you could tell them, you know, because yeah. you tell them something like, Hey, you know, you can't live until you've like pretty much died, almost died. <laughs> Like, they'll just yeah. be like, oh, yeah, whatever, you know. But, like, just to see you just, like, amped on life and the little things, like, that 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 starts that process and super yeah. curious. And I think that's – Well, yeah, I feel like it's it's pretty crazy because I, I remember, like, so how I was saying, like, I was – it wasn't even up at Bald Fit. Like, it was just, like, everything leading up from when I said, like, 15 to 18. Like, I was literally just traveling the world, going to Europe, going to Canada, going to overseas, where all these overseas places, these drinking ages are, like, 14 years old. So I was literally, like, just, like, raging it. I knew – my parents knew I was raging it. Like, I'd call my mom and be like, hey, uh, sorry, that $200 charge last night was uh, (laughs) – Actually, we needed to get a, a hotel down in the city because we I don't actually remember to, what that uh, charge was. Yeah, like, sorry. Like, <laughs> and I was just like, 
So it's pretty crazy. I, I just like after living that for four to five years, and then I had my accident. And then right after my accident, I remember like, all right, like I'm going to grind. I'm going to go to the gym as much as I possibly can. And then actually, so I got hurt in April of 2018. And then I started kind of partying again, like fourth of July that year. I remember it was crazy. And then that next August for my birthday, I remember like a couple of my buddies and my dad came over to her and I was just sitting on the couch. I remember one day and they were like, yo, you need to like, you need to think about maybe stopping drinking. Cause like both sides of my family is like super gnarly, like alcoholics. And I just remember like, I was like, Whoa, like, all right. Like if you guys really think that I, I remember at first I was like, well then, like fuck you guys like yeah. no way like what i'm fine what are you talking about i was like i was like dude i'm going i'm going to kaboo next weekend that's like the biggest <laughs> festival in del mar like we're gonna, gonna miss rage. that like what and then i was like all right like i'll stop after that one and then i'll stop after that one and my dad's like yo like i you know how this goes like he was like i've been there i've done exactly what you're doing right mm-hmm. now and if you if you keep doing this, you ain't gonna do it. Like you ain't gonna he was like, You ain't gonna make it one. Yeah. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna go, you're not gonna even recover from this injury. Your back's probably gonna heal bad, like if you keep drinking, like all this stuff. And I was just like, Whoa. And then I remember uh and then I remember my my dad called me one day when I was going to surf. And he was like, yo, we got to go to the hospital. This is like, this is like all of this, CJ, I'm not kidding you, was in two days, was within two days. Like, it was crazy. Like, and then I remember, so my dad called me. He's like, hey, let's go to the, we got to go to the hospital right now. And I was like, what? Like, no way, whatever. Like, let's go. He didn't even tell me like why. And I was like, all right, let's go to the hospital. Right after I get off the phone with my dad calling me, telling me to go to the hospital, I remember my Red Bull team manager called me at the time and was just like, yo, like, you know, I, I, think, I think you probably know what we're going to call you about. Like, heard we've, like, seen it. You've been kind of raging the last couple of years, and now you're like – because I just got hurt. And then I had to re-sign my three contracts, like, right after I got hurt. And so all of these companies were just like, yeah, here, like, let's see what happens, you know? Mm-hmm. And I remember they called me and they're like, dude, like, you should just grind it for the next five years. Like, you got, like, you got it. You got to just grind it for the next couple of years. And then, like, you can rage when you're older and have a house <laughs> and, like, do whatever, you know? And I was yeah. like, yeah. I was like, yeah, okay, like, whatever. <laughs> and then I remember I, like, was like, yep, yeah, all right. And then I went to the hospital, and then my dad's cousin, like, we walked in this hospital room, and, like, I'm not kidding. He had alcoholism, and, like, my whole family was there. And my, like, aunt, like, looked at me. I'll never remember. I'll never forget this. And my aunt looked at me and was just like, you know, like, it's like the 13th family member, and, like, 
if you keep drinking, you're going to end up right here. And then like, he like died like the next day of alcoholism and then Burton and then my team manager from Burton at the time called me and was like, yo, like I've like, we've heard what's been going down. Like I've heard some like pretty crazy stories of just like what's been going on. I was like, dude, I'm over it. Like time to go. And I just remember like, August, like right after my 18th birthday, I was just like, like, I don't need to be drinking. Like, like, I guess like, and then I also huge shout out to my boy, Jacob Zakelli, uh, my buddy Zeke from down in La Jolla. He like definitely helped me out a lot. And he like took me to a couple AA meetings and stuff like that to get me back straight. And I was like super stoked. I think I definitely had a little bit of a problem there for sure. And then the last two years I've been sober as a gopher and just been grinding and I'm super stoked that I'm like so stoked. It's crazy to like, no one, that's like the side that I was saying. I'm never, I've like never really like told everybody about, but that's like the whole story kind of, of what's up with that whole like avalanche and everything. It's pretty crazy. Like that year was so crazy for me and like nobody even really knows, <laughs> but now people know. <laughs> there, there's so many, there's so much going on there, Brock. It's crazy. Like, yeah, like, yeah, you were, you know, that could have killed you, but maybe that's what saved your life. You know, it probably yeah. saved your life. And, um, you know, I always go to, I always go to, you know, um, you know, like the man that takes the city, but can't go himself. Like whatever, like you could climb the, you could climb the craziest mountain. You could take over snowboarding. You could be the best snowboarder in the world and take the whole thing over. But if you can't govern yourself, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. If you can't decide what you want to put in your body, and what you don't want to put in your body. And look, there's a balance, you know, with everything. But it doesn't matter if, you, if, if you're if you the warrior that can take the city, but you can't govern yourself. Like, it, it, you can't, it don't mean nothing. Yeah. Know? Yeah, like, for sure. That's what, I, that's what I would go to a lot when I'm like, you're, you're a weak warrior, dude. Like, yeah. you want to take over surfing, but you can't govern yourself at the right time. You're weak, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. But that dude yeah that is that's that's a lot there man that is that's yeah that's so crazy but enough about snowboarding let's talk about other stuff no but like another thing that's so good is like you have to another thing i always remember is like you know go fast go alone go far go together like you like you you have to do it with other people like yeah hey my buddy took me to some aa meetings or you know my dad you know, like you, we can't yeah. do things alone. Like you can't do anything no way. like worthy by yourself. It's just, it's all in vain too. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I actually was doing this thing with Todd Richards a couple of days ago and he was, they, he asked me a question. He's like, yeah. So whenever you do something, it seems like you're always like with somebody, like whenever you're riding, you're 110, you're out at Axel Hodges' place whenever you're skating. I mean, Red lives right up the street. And then when you go surf, you're with 10 of your homies. I was just like, I mean, yeah, you succeed at everything in life so much better if you're with friends. Like, if you can be pushing 
Like, if you can be, if you can go wake up and surf every single day with one of your friends, or if you can wake up and go fish every single day with one of your friends, or if you wake, like, if you wake up and do something with one of your homies every single day, that's how you succeed, and that's just how it is. Like, hundred percent, I know that, that is how true. it is. Like, yeah. you guys push each other. The, the joys of being a kid. Well, I think you could probably just watch surfing at this point and just go, yeah. Okay, yeah, in there, I got it. Yeah, we just got so lucky that whole – we got, like, the longest run of swell, I swear, in Southern California for, like, right when the beaches, like, reopened and I was home because everything was just going crazy. And uh, I got to – like, I got some of the best waves I've probably ever surfed in California. Like, I surfed that wave – down and like right on the yeah like, they're, they're, that point break is crazy it was funny there's a couple spots <laughs> there's a couple spots you were surfing and i was like i was talking to jared and i was like dude oh, like, yeah i was like did i was like this video of brock like welcome to the team is gonna be so sick and he's like i don't know he's kind of surfing some spots that i don't know if i can i'm like <laughs> dude come on jared <laughs> i know I know they're like they're actually pretty like that's like the one spot that they claim is like super localized I guess is like all of like down by down by like face and down by you've probably have you surfed out there like and stuff yeah I've been out there a few times with with uh with the guys for sure yeah it was so it was so weird though because we surfed one day I, I was with like Kieran and a bunch of kids just like all the boys were out there. There's probably eight of us, no one out, like for yeah. probably eight, eight hours. And it was like six foot looked like some like crazy point break overseas. And like, it was offshore and everywhere else was blown out and we were getting stand up tubes all day. Yeah. You were home surfing with just a couple yeah. of friends and you're like, I might as well and then I, trip. Yeah. And then the next morning we went there with a filmer because we were like, oh, whatever. He put together an Instagram edit for me. I posted it at 7 p.m. because I was so surfed out, went to bed, woke up at 7 a.m., had like 500 comments on there, had like 900 requests, and all these people were just like, you're an idiot, you're washed up, you're a wannabe surfing, like all this stuff. And I was just like, whoa, I'm sorry, I'll delete it. Like, Oh, that's no big classic. Deal. I, that's yeah. funny I never, yeah, I never saw the aftermath. <clears throat> so they're, they're, uh, yeah, that's funny. Jared said that because I was like, yeah, they're definitely not going to use this stuff. But Brock, what about so, um, you mentioned it real, you mentioned it early on, real quick, but just tell me, um, right now, what are your sort of goals? But it sounds like you're also in an understanding that, you know, some decisions could be made that, those goals or your sort of like you know rest of your year what you're thinking about might change a little bit as well yeah I mean honestly ever since this whole like COVID thing has started I just I'm gonna just wake up literally every single day and just live for today and I actually after my avalanche I got a tattoo under my arm that says like live for today because yesterday is over and tomorrow may never come because literally after my accident like that's words I live by every single day like I wake up and look at my arm and just like remember how thankful I am to like still be here and like honestly it's like 
2020 has been one of the craziest years ever and I'm like I don't even know what to think like I I just it's a, it's crazy you post something on social media and you just get so harassed and then you look at social media and you're just like wow you, it's like there's just like so much like sorrow and emptiness but then like I just try to set my phone down and get outside and I'm just trying to keep a clear head you know I have like my ideal goal was going to be in a year and a half to try and go to the Olympics. And then after the Olympics, hopefully make like a sick movie with you guys or something. I don't know. Like, I just want to, like, I just want to, I just want to be super creative and try and be as successful as I possibly can, but also just not being too scared with everything that's going on and trying to also stand up and do my part and post the right things, you know, and, I don't know. It's crazy. I, you can't even talk about contest or any of that stuff anymore, which is pretty crazy. Cause that's, you know, that's kind of where we all like make our money in this. So yeah, that's kind of a bummer, but I mean, I hope that everything starts to mellow out. I, I don't really know what, like I, I told you what I think, like I told you, I'm just going to wake up and see how it is. Cause that's how, that's how the day is going to pan out. I woke up today and it's a beautiful day and we're taking it off. So I might go to the fly fishing shop after this and throw a couple of lines. I don't know. Nice. Yeah. And look, that's what, that's, that's how you're supposed to live. Like that's, that's yeah, that's the design of it. Um, and the world just tries to beat that out of you. Um, and to constantly be able to, you know, orientate yourself where you understand that is, is what she's going to make you, you know, enjoy life. And uh, yeah, that's, that's such a dude, you're wise beyond your years, Brock wise beyond <laughs> your years, man. Normally it takes Thanks, people 40, 50, 60 years to figure that out. Some people don't ever figure that out at all. Yeah. But that also just, that comes back to being a parent right there like my mom and dad I feel like like I'd be absolutely nowhere without them and everything I do like I've been sitting in my lap my dad's lap since I was three years old learning how to toss a fishing line in the water you know like my dad's been there for me through everything and he's taught me literally everything I know so and same goes for my mom like and everything I know like about banking and everything I know about leasing a car and stuff like that. Like my mom's got that all taken care of. And like, she's teaching me. So like, you got to keep your receipts. You got to mark down what receipts (laughs) are food. You got to mark down what's gas. You got to mark down what's this. Like pretty crazy. Like being on the road, like so young and like, like I've been like free solo on the road since I was probably like 15, just like, all right, later, mom. I'm going to Europe. Like, <laughs> it's like so crazy, and I'm yeah, so that, fortunate. Like, it's been a crazy ride, and I'm so stoked. I'm stoked to start to hopefully get on some surf trips and fish trips because I've never really like I've gone to go on surf trips, but like not like ideal. Like, I've gone to go to like Nicaragua, which is <laughs> amazing. I'm not trying to sound like a spoiled ass rotten guy right now. I've been to Nicaragua and I've been to Hawaii, but like we should go somewhere sick. No, dude. We should go somewhere super sick. I mean, I know the boys got something cooking up, but I think people are going to trip when they see 
your edit and then get on some trips with us. We're, I mean, we're just like freaking out that like we even get an opportunity just to um, like, you know, get a piece of you and pull you into the, into the, uh, yeah. Cause I, I mean, how, what we've talked about, everybody's kind of like asking me like, yo, like what's up with like salty and what's <laughs> up with this. And I just, I've been kind of telling people like, yeah, I'm super stoked on their stuff and CJ and Damo and Jared and all the boys. Like, dude, you guys are all just like the sickest crew ever. And whoever doesn't want to be a part of you guys is just blowing it. Like, it's just sick. I'm stoked. You guys are like letting me just grow with you guys. And well, hopefully I can bring you, bring no. some things to you guys and you guys bring some things and it'll be sick. Like, oh yeah, that's stoked. But yeah, Brock, dude, thank you so much for this, man. I know the boys are going to get, get yeah, for sure. And yeah. then let me know, should we talk any more about like fishing or surfing at all or not really? Dude, I mean, did we kind of cover it? I don't even know how long we've been well, talking. We're going to have, we're the boys are going to have a video of you just you know, because last time I talked to them, I was just like, dude, when's the freaking Brock welcome to the team video coming out? And they were Thanks, like, bro. oh, dude, he's like, his clips were so sick that we like, we wanted to even just do it even nutser. And then, um, and then they're like, oh, he's been on the boat. We're getting a more on the boat and, um, and more surf stuff. So I was just like, all right. Yeah. Cause he just went to Waco and I'm like, a guy surfing. No, yeah, my buddy. I'm going to call my buddy Cameron right after we get off the phone and he should have the flash drive already. He's going to drop it off at Damo's this morning in the, in the mailbox. So they'll have it this week. I talked to James yesterday, so it should be dialed. Yeah. So, and then, and I was just going like, all right, we can just time this long conversation when we, you know, storytelling with some of the footage. So we'll have a bunch of ammo there. And then, um, and yeah, dude, we're going oh, yeah, to sure, have you freaking getting so bit. And it's just like, yeah. No, your story sure. is so get bit, Dude, I'm so stoked. I, <laughs> yeah, I'm so hyped to go fish. Let's go. But no, man, you're, dude, it's like, it's so, it's that reciprocal thing again. We just look up to you. The, I'll talk to Dwayne and I just want to talk fishing with him. And he just wants to talk. Yeah, for thing, sure. And like, I just want to talk about snowboarding. Dude, I want to, I want to, what my biggest, my ideal trip would be is we should go somewhere like super sick up in like Norway or something, go fish, surf, and then get you guys, not even Norway, we could go to like Japan or something, like just within the next like two years and get all the boys snowboarding and then show the boys some spots and some pow. And you then look, all the boys go surf and snow. Yeah. Yeah, I'd seen a clip. He showed me a yeah, clip. Yeah, he can hang, dude. I, he he yeah, got out of my league. Good. I was trying to hang but with him. But not them. even. Like, Let's just go cruise, get Levi, lurch, like all the boys yeah. out just on the snow. It'd be so fun. Me and Jared were supposed to go to Japan, Tokyo in February, and we were like – That ass. Yeah, they had like 14 cases at the time. Where yeah, like, dude. that's when I was there. Like I was there like right beginning of February. Mm, and I was like, I don't want to get stuck in quarantine. Like I'll go if you want to go. But I've been, I got quarantined during SARS one time. Yeah, that's and not I was really. like, oh, let's not do it. And then, um, yeah. yeah, so. 
But Until cool, dude. Hey, yeah. dude, thank you so much for your time, Brock. Have a great day. Man, and, um, you too. We'll, we will talk soon, my friend. Thank you for listening to Salty Stories, The Ship's Log, presented by Salty Crew and hosted by The Sage, CJ Hopkins. To see the trips that were mentioned, check out Thrill Seekers and Risk Takers the movie on YouTube or salty-crew.com. And keep an eye out for more Salty Stories episodes coming soon.